Welcome to Wisco Dice. Generally, this is where the rest of you guys go. Welcome to Wisco Dice or something. Welcome, welcome to Wisco Dice. What's going on, Cozy? Hey, folks. Uh, this is your host, Cozy with the most. I've been joined by my stand-in co-host. I am Eric Stonemont Gamer uh, on Twitter. And we have special guest with us today, the big man himself. What's up? This is Fergus. Alright, so what's going on, everybody? Not much, not much. Just came back from uh, Buckeye Battles this past weekend. Um, how was that? It was an awesome time, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was well worth the six and a half hour drive, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good haul. Yeah, we uh, we decided to make a three day saga out of it. So we drove down there Thursday. We spent overnight over at Sherman's house. He opened up the door to us. Uh, I don't know if you saw some pictures on Twitter of Lenny and Grant cuddling in their uh, frozen blankets. And then Friday we drove down and we participated in the team tournament. Me and Brian Hughes, we were in position to win the damn thing, but we ran into Bergie and Weedus. Game three. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we got our. We got our butt spanked there a little bit, and huh, they ended up winning it all. So it's basically Saturday. I had my grudge match against Bemis, and that was a pretty darn good game. I'm not going to lie. I I expected with the uh, Banner of the World Dragon going against Demons, I had the game pretty much in check before we even began rolling dice. And uh, I found a way to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, I uh, found a way to lose to, to Bemis at Bits, too, so it happens. Yeah. No, it definitely does. We played a great game. I mean, I had two tactical moments. I mean, that's the one thing I love about Warhammer. There's always that epic moment in the battle that you know. I actually had two of them. On, game tur- on turn two, you know, he left his uh, skull cannon just seven inches away from my uh, white lion unit that actually had the banner in it. And he had over by the far side of the uh, on the table edge with the soul grinder sitting there and the kipper right behind the soul grinder. So I decided to charge my 23-man uh, unit of archers right into the soul grinder. He accepted it. Well, he has to. He's demons. And then I took yep. my uh, skull cannon and I charged in there with the white lines. And what happened was I made the charge with the archers, and sure enough, I failed with the white lines. Brutal, man. Oh, dude. So I cast Mind Razor onto the archers. They blew right through that uh, Soul Grinder and overran right into the Kipper. Now, if that White Lion unit had made it, I would have been able to flank into the uh, side of the Kipper and I would have gotten that guy. And there would have been a huge screen. Nonetheless, it just didn't transpire. Best laid plans and all. Oh, man, I'm telling you. So, and then after that, I actually ended up playing Sherman on game three. The, the Ohio Hammer guy himself, huh? Yeah, yeah. As soon as I pulled my table down, he's like, oh, man, really, Fergus? I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It was the most uneventful Warhammer uh, we played against each other. We both had dwellers, so we were going to have a dweller war, and neither one of us was able to cast it until about turn five. <laughs> between, between three dice magic phases and just stopping each other and stuff like that so 
But it was a real standoff because I had my big, huge block of white lines I would mention, and he had a unit of five demi grips. And he, oh, I wanted to gauge it, but he had the block of inner circle knights just sitting there in the flank, and I just couldn't pull the trigger. I know I'm stubborn and everything else, but I just feel like that was just gonna. I might have got one round of combat, and then I, I, I probably would have got pooped on for the flank. Yeah, I played a real conservative, which made it uns, you know, unmemorable. Would probably be the best word to use. Well, as long you know, sometimes that's like the way you have to play it because of the tournament environment too. So uh, you can't necessarily have everything perfect, uh, especially if you're trying to you know make sure your your standings. Like what I would do, well, okay, what I would do in a normal game is usually completely different than what. A lot of people that are really concerned about their their overall tournament score. Oh yeah, and th and that's what I was worried about because like I, I, it's a twenty old system, so you have to be aggressive. It's not like it's not like win lose draw where you're basically you know you get your hundred points and you kind of kind of lay back and relax. I mean you kind of have to find a way to put your pedal to the metal. And it, in a way I kind of hate it because it's cutthroat, but in a way I love it because it kind of forces people to keep on playing even after they get that first initial one hundred points. So, but yeah, uh, basically I finished up the weekend two and two and one draw. <laughs> I actually met uh, my game five. I met uh, the lad that brought, he's the Southeast chairman, um, Todd Perkins. Okay. And he brought Lizardmen. Oh, yeah. And it, he brought like two ancient Stetagons. He had another Stetagon. He had a big, huge block of cold one, you know, cold ones with a couple characters in there. And I'm thinking, oh, man, we're going to have some Smash Mouth uh, Warhammer. So, of course, I was running a level four and a level four. I was running two level fours, one of Shadow, one of Life. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to take, you know, Flesh to Stone. And uh, and I took Mind Razor. And I in hindsight, I should have taken Pit of Shades and Dwellers. Um, because as soon as we started playing, he avoided me like the plague. And I'm like, oh. And I couldn't catch him. Couldn't catch him. Okay. But yeah, yeah, we ended up with a dead tie. It was a seventy-one point exchange between the two wow. of us. I know. Talk about that even. So that was my recap. Um, so the real highlights were Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have caught on to it or anything like that, but on Facebook, um, Chandler, I don't know how much you guys know these guys or not, but like. We were at, I don't know what, how, who does this, but we were at a Mexican restaurant, and they had karaoke going on. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, these lads got kind of drunk on margaritas and stuff like that, and they decided to put this poor Gladio to sing It's Rainy Men. So he, so he went up there, and he completely butchered the song, but it was hilarious, and he didn't even care. He was just... It's raining, man. Oh, I had to be there. Would it have been funnier if he nailed the song? Um, no, actually, that would be kind of weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 That would probably then. <laughs> that would have been like seeing me sing. It just—it's not a pleasant experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that really—that was like the whole weekend. I mean, these guys were just. After the tournament was better than you know, than I have ever been to. I think it's because we were, we weren't like all locked up in a hotel for the entire weekend, hmm. so we had to be forced. We had to meet up and like, you know, do something different. So, 
that you know that that has its own merits. Uh, I've done I've done both now, and uh, yeah, if you get hooked up with the right group after after an event, uh, you know uh, that definitely can be a really good time. But I've always been kind of partial to staying at the venue and and uh, being able to hang out uh, with with people because. I'm a big board gamer, and I like to be able to uh, pull out a board game or something. You just can't do that when you're at a venue and right. and such. So all of a sudden, you, yeah. half the crowd takes off because they're gone somewhere else, and I'm at the venue with uh, maybe eight or ten guys. It's just not as cool. So that's just my – I've always found it more fun. But I can definitely – I've had a great time going out to, like, a bar or something after an event. That is a blast. And we actually did both. On Friday, what we ended up doing, we uh, beat Bemis and uh, I forgot. I think it was Andrew Ritman and uh, oh, I can't remember the fourth lad, you know. We all pitched in and we actually uh, rented the uh, medium room or whatever it was. And I brought Red Dragon in and I brought Kings of Tokyo. And we have Grant brought Slap 45. I don't know if you guys even know what that game is. That one but, I'm not sure on, no. Okay. So basically we were just drinking. Oh, I'm sorry. You walked in, we were flipping lights on, and they had a, they had like the disco ball in there and some like light show. So we were playing with like strobe lights for the first 30, 40 minutes before our eyes started getting sore. Yeah, we had a blast. And then like Colt 45, I don't know, you, you said you didn't know anything about it. But basically it's a game where you just slap the living daylights out of your team, you know, your neighbors. So, <laughs> I see. Oh yeah, it was kind of funny. Like Ratman like took my head and actually put it into the table. Cause like, wow. Well, here's the thing though. You, you you basically have your hands like you got like two six shooters on your hips, and you have one person takes a turn uh, flipping over a card. There's only three cards. There's a red card that you, if you slap it, you lose a life. There's a a handgun that if you have if you don't have your hand on one of the bases which are right next to you, so basically they have these little cards. So basically you could either put your hand on a base. Or you could try to shoot for the for the card in the middle. So that's why everybody's like slapping each other. So you're either slapping everybody's hands going into the pile, or you're slapping your neighbor's hands trying to get onto the one of these bases to protect yourself. And the third one's a cannon, which basically makes you completely um, makes the bases mundane. You you still take a wound no matter what. Um, yeah, it got to the point where I don't know if you know Jerry Gokchuk or anything like that, but like he's a little bit sh uh, shorter in statue. So we had a big, huge round table, like you would have like at a banquet or something like that, or at a dinner function or whatever. And he actually launched himself across like a Wolverine to get the card. And he kind of just flat out against it. I was waiting for the table to collapse. It would have been epic. <laughs> but uh, you should yeah, play a game like that called uh, Spoons. It was literally just spoons in the middle of the table and it was kind of like musical chairs. Okay. And the last person, they, like everybody would have to grab a spoon and there would always be, you know, a fight over the last spoon that would, you know, take you all over whatever venue you were in. So, yeah, bloody noses, uh, lots of scrapes. And this wasn't even a, you know, uh, a packaged game. This was just people fighting over spoons. It could have been anything. <laughs> but, you know, some of these simple, stupid little games, you know, uh, you know, those are the most fun. Yep. Yeah. Most, fun, most fun and the most replayability. So, uh, those are all. I've been picking up, me personally, I've been picking up a lot of those type of games lately. So. Like Ace of Sigmar? 
Uh, <laughs> no, not quite. But uh, back on topic. Oh, um, that was on topic. That was a great. Had to of the next one. So, so Eric, what do we int- intend to talk about today? Yeah, so we do intend to talk a little bit uh, about Age of Sigmar. Obviously, you can't uh, put out a, a, a podcast without mentioning it, talking a little bit about it. Yeah, uh, podcasts then, are falling all over the place now. I think, uh, yeah, and, uh, it's crazy. And then uh, uh, we're going to talk about Blood in the Sun 5. Yep. So, nice. Staying alive. Well, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So... So what are, what have you guys been working on uh, hobby wise? Anything cool on your tables for models? Uh yeah. Um, I just uh, I just completed my Phoenix Guard unit. I don't know if you got a chance to see it at bits. Um, I really kit bashed the living daylights out of that one. I did the uh, Phoenix Guard legs obviously, and then I took the uh, Corsairs um, sure. body. And I took the black art or black guards arms, and then I took the Wildwood Rangers heads, and I kind of bashed that all up into like a beautiful looking model. Because I'm going for the whole Calador thing. Yep. And um, I'm actually doing the same thing kind of with the White Lion unit that I'm hoping to have done before Midwest Club Challenge. That's next month. Actually, two weeks from now. No. Okay. Yeah, the 15th. I got a month. Okay. Eric, you got anything you're working on? You know, um, for the past couple of weeks, I haven't been able to do very much. I've been traveling a lot, um, which has gotten pretty down. Um, I, I'm going to take a little flack, uh, but I picked up Age of Sigmar this weekend, and uh, I've got a game scheduled for uh, Thursday to run through You know the scenarios in the book, and I've just been assembling this stuff as well as I can, as I can. So I've got, um, uh, I've got everything assembled, assembled except for uh, the, the what, ten retributors and the two of the flying ones, the persecutors, prosecutors, purgatory. Whatever yeah. they are, the the sig the sigmarines with wings. Yep. So I've been assembling them, um, and it, they're fantastic kits. Um, really cool how they go together. Um, crazy. <laughs> Um, but um, that's that's literally all the hobby I've been able to get in for like a month. Um, uh, so just recently had uh, my second uh, kid and kind of coming out of hibernation and trying to, I, I guess Twitter would be my other hobby. Um, that, that's been crazy. So, Well, congratulations on your uh, your child. Would you have a boy or girl? Uh, a little girl. So it's nice. number two. Okay. And, uh, love it. I'm really like the... The, the this stage in life, but uh, need to get back to the hobby. Need to make the time. So, what you need to do is you gotta get. How old's your oldest? Uh, three. Oh, I gotta get a paintbrush in her hand now. <laughs> well, if if I may, Agent Sigmar came along just in time for my three-year-old. <laughs> oh, oh, that was low. Oh, I love Sorry. it. Well, I, I gotta say, I mean, full disclosure, I'm a bit on the, closer to the pro side of the spectrum, uh, but I don't have any problems making some digs. So. Yeah, no, he probably deserves a few digs. All right, uh, I think I would, we've also been, we had another guest that's just uh, hopped on and joined. So, hey, Kenny, what's going on, buddy? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. All right, good. So, what you were, uh, so we're, we're kind of talking about what we've been working on. So, what have you been working on, Kenny? We just just finished recording episode one of our Convict Base. 
and I mentioned that I have 10, 10 projects in front of me that are in bit assembly. It took me a while to list them all. <laughs> so I've been assembling stuff. I've been putting together portal stuff for a heresy event, and I happen to have just picked up HSC Mar. So I'm going to be working on that tonight, too. Okay. I was, I'm feeling the same. But, I mean, there's more stuff in the I'll find out this stuff, but we'll take up all your time. Alright, and yeah, uh, obviously uh, I'm kind of in the same boat with uh, you and Eric. Uh, I have, of course, uh, I am in mad paint mode and at this point because Pegasus Games, our, our local game store, has uh, asked me to do uh, an Age of Sigmar release event. Of course, they asked before we knew anything, really, so... Uh, it was kind of you know you know being the kind of the GW guy that they turned to. I said, "Yep, sure, I'll I'll do that for you." And now I'm well. They do they do great surprise support for Mayhem and Porter Local Game stuff. So it's regardless of what it is, it's a pretty pretty good thing you're doing, and you know they they deserve the help. You know, no, it does does mean that from when I was able to get my Age of Sigmar box to when I need it entirely built, painted, and in Tabletop ready, so 47 models, built, paint, and ready in eight days. Yeah, that's a... Well, I will say the models are pretty cool looking, but they're very 40K-ish, which unfortunately I'm not into, so... The Chaos stuff isn't so bad. I mean, it's still, like, the Marauders are Marauders, the the corn, the Chaos Warriors are, are Chaos Warrior-y, I... Kind of reminded us of painting up the armor. I'm like, I'm thinking back. You, know, I see a lot of the the really old Chaos Warriors. Yeah, the great models. You can conversions. So if you're a gamer, talking about using the, the guys as custodians. Sure. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say is like you know getting into that a little bit is like I feel like that's what GW plans on doing. Like quote unquote the next edition of 40K. I, I feel like it'll be kind of like a war machine kind of whole experience where you can play your fantasy army against 40k armies. You know, take your bows against somebody's plasma cannons or something like that. We'll see. The 40k is right now a, a game that is still, there. it's close, it's, fantasy is closer now, or Age of Sigmar is closer now to what 40k is. But there is still a huge gap that would have to happen before those two games can really merge. Uh, I don't, I've heard that too. Uh, it's just else, that, that I just can't see that happening. I, I'm just from the 40k side too. It seems yeah. it seems kind of silly too, like having guys with plasma guns and stuff on the table with guys with hey, Bows? I have a mundane sword. You know, piss off a lot of 40k players. Yeah, and and that's their bread and butter of their market. I don't see. You can play with fantasy. It's not a very big chunk of their their financials. You can't play with 40k right now. You got to keep something stable. Yeah, listening to uh, so I just drove up to, to Minneapolis and back uh, yesterday and today and listened to a number of the podcasts and you know it's it's all over, all over the board as far as you know. Do you think this is a a, a big bold move uh, considering the, the the age of the IP and um, you know, they're not going to touch 40k and make this big of a change. Um, you know, at the same time, given how they've released it, with you know, it's all digital. Um, you know, if they wanted to, to take a you know step to the left or step to the right, you know, it's possible. Um, it's uh, 
I, I, <laughs> up and down wither side of the spectrum, it's it's a exciting and volatile time, which I think um, I don't know for me personally. No matter what happens, it's uh, you know the the shakeup is part of the. I, I don't mean to turn to any negativity or feelings that people are having. For me, you know, anytime you're shaking things up in such a great way, something is going to come out of it. Whether it's you know the community is going to drive you know make something more out of what we've had. You know, you, you realize what you got and you make you know you, you, you circle your the wagons around it, or people are going to find you know more things that are really cool, or we're just going to be a multi-game community kind of thing. So. And actually, I think that's where you hit it right on the head, Eric, is like, I, I think the future of fantasy tournaments is that we're going to have to diversify. No longer will it be a strictly a Warhammer tournament, per se. And, and kind of that's where we're going with, at least that's where we're attempting to uh, accomplish with our tournament, is uh, we're trying to put together an, an Age of Sigmar tournament, like a GT, actually, to give the opportunity for these guys that just, you know, dive in head first and want to try something new and exciting for them. And um, we're kind of like lost in the dark here because we really don't have any type of compass to kind of navigate through things. I think, I guess, Age of Sigmar is going to be scenario kind of base heavy, kind of like 40K is, where you, like, you get first blood, you do this, you, you know, accomplish that particular items. So... I jumped in late. Which tournament is this? Yeah. Uh, this is what? Windy you have a tournament? Windy City? Yeah. Oh. That's in November. Well, fortunately, Whisker Dice is, unlike some podcasts, is not going anywhere. I hope. Nope, I that's not the plan. All these shows that were signing off. For a week. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that uh, Lone, Lone Hammer and uh, what was the other one that just signed off? Cascade. Yeah. Kind of more of a pause. Uh, in 40k, I guess I didn't realize there was such a decline in the past six months. I think on the, you know, being on a fantasy podcast, and we've been around, this is our fourth year, I think, now, on Wisco Dice, we don't have any intention of stopping covering what, what we're playing and what we're doing. Now, we started out four years ago, it was me and Paul, and we were super GW fanboys, and that, you know, that was, you know, Warhammer Fantasy was our thing, and that's what we talked about, and we were, you know, for better or worse, we, you know, we butted heads and whatever, but we were on topic. Uh, with this show in particular, and, and, and I think it's worth to reach out and kind of establish, we're not, we talked, uh, I think, on uh, the last episode a little bit about, yeah, some things are coming. We've had a lot of requests for, you know, people know that Brian and I are playing Bolt Action. We're getting, you know, Eric and I are getting into Drop Zone Commander. Kenny, as long as you're still around, we're, there's lots of opportunities for other games in town that we're playing. So all of us that are kind of getting on this show on a pretty regular basis, there's a lot of other games that are coming into the mix. And Whisker Dice wants to address that, because I think... I think our fan base also, as much as as much as there's things up in the air with Age of Sigmar and where fantasy is going, and you know what the scene's going to be like in six months of the year, people want to hear about other games as well. So uh, you know, Whisker Dice isn't going to stop talking about Warhammer, and you know we're not going to stop talking about about it because it's what we're doing, you know, it's what we're playing. But we're gonna 
there's going to be other stuff coming more and more into either the show or into some kind of spin-off show so that so that our fan base can hear about those other games uh, and those other types of products that are out there and which ones we think are good and which ones maybe didn't work so much. Well, if I could speak, you know, I, I would definitely say on behalf of the community, we're really happy to hear that you guys are going to stick it out. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's great to see that people, you know, will continue to do what they love and, and enjoy. And just because some corporation decided, hey, we're not going to support this product anymore, doesn't mean you should, you know, take your models and dump them in the garbage. I mean, I'm glad you guys are. on fire. Are, I set them on fire, yeah. Talk about a real I, I, well, I almost cursed there myself. Talk about a real, oh, man, that just pissed me off. Every time I think about that, like, I understand if you're upset, but you're making it harder and harder. Yeah, there's a YouTube video out there, folks, that somebody burnt their mostly unpainted army. It was retarded. Apologize for using that kind of term. That's not, that's not something they should say or that you kids out there should say either. It angers me so much to watch that because I understand I've been in I've been in this game for I don't know late nineties. Well, that's almost twenty years in Warhammer. Wow! If anybody's got a a commitment, and I've, I've there's been no breaks. I've been through when I picked this game up. I've been in this game head over heels. I was an outrider for Games Workshop. I've, I'm a, a kind of a lead in the community. I try to help organize and get events going. Uh, my, you know, the stores I play at, you know, look to me usually to to help them out. Every bit of negativity like that video makes my job twice as hard to try to keep the, the the local community's attitude up because it's real easy i can say eric helped out a real you know we were at a tipping edge uh four or five months ago and eric helped out he's like hey let's do something let's run a campaign and and he made a beautiful map and everybody got focused and we played that campaign and lots of positiveness stuff came out and people started coming back and playing at the store but there was even four or five months ago, we were dealing with immense negativity, and and this Age of Sigmar release, whether it's whether you like it or hate it, has brought out some of the worst in the player base. Whether it's the people that are pro or the people that are hating it, there's flame wars, grr, frustration. And, and here's the bottom line: whether you're frustrated and you don't like Age of Sigmar, that doesn't matter. You can play. 8th edition Warhammer, it's not like all of a sudden every single event that was running just is going to dry up and stop and stop supporting that game. You have, I mean, it didn't happen when 8th Ed released. It didn't happen when 7th Ed released. It didn't happen when 6th Ed released. Uh, people don't just stop <laughs> running tournaments for the previous edition, especially when, in, in and you're right, yeah, the kind of time planning and expense for these particularly larger DTs, you're you're putting, as a TO, you're putting, you know, money down on venue space four, five, six months in advance. You can't yeah. have, you can't necessarily introduce that kind of volatility to your event. So at least in the next five to six months, you've you got to expect the event base is going to be pretty stable. We're going to continue to see 
8th Ed play to tournaments. You're going to start seeing Age of Sigmar probably at the local game stores, little one days. You might see an Age of Sigmar event pop up if somebody can, if somebody's uh, uh, ambitious enough in the next few months. But just relax. In the words of Aaron Rodgers, just relax, everybody. Well, here's the thing that I think that didn't get touched on. And, you know, I've only been playing the hobby for 13 years. I mean, you played for 20 years. I, I talked to Alice Gonzalez about it. And for a lot of gamers, it's not just a game. It's, it was a kind of a way of life. I mean, it's like a whole community and everything else. I mean... I think that's what people are more bomb and frustration. I mean, I don't know. I, I forgot the four. I think it's four levels of anger that you go through. Uh, yeah, I think it's like something like that. But you, you got to understand. I mean, a lot of people are in denial. You know, people that invest so much time. I mean, just in my own club. I mean, me and Lenny, we, we go to tournaments like once a month practically. So our routine is basically get the next tournament pack, we focus on it. We build lists together. We talk about it, different strategies and stuff like that. Now all that, all that's been, you know, wiped out. You know, there's there's going to be no new blood, you know, per se, because of the fact that you know a company doesn't support it anymore, and it's it's kind of devastating. Because on the flip side, here's a TO investing, you know, a couple, a couple, well, a couple thousand dollars. I mean, that's what we're we're investing this year, and. We don't know if we're going to sell out. Are we going to make our money back? Are people going to show up? I mean, it's that that big, dark, gray cloud that people don't know what to do about it. Yep. No, I hear you. I've been there. I'm there every year with Mayhem. <laughs> like the the day ticket sales go on sale, and I'm like, okay, we're going to start getting some of that some of that revenue back. We're going to start getting some of that revenue back. Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Like two yeah. people signed up. Oh no! Is it, am I going to just not get anybody to sign up and then? As the ilk, it, you know, I'm sure it'll come together for you guys. There's a lot of positivity, a lot of people talking. So, and, and to speak of that, let's let's actually talk about some. Let's get off this Age of Sigmar kind of rant because uh, yeah. that is the news. Age of Sigmar uh, is out. Uh, whether you like it or hate it, I recommend you give it a try. Uh, I've played two games. I've got battle reports. I've got some of my initial thoughts. Um, if we can ever get a video camera to actually work, we're going to get some stuff up on the YouTube channel even of us actually playing games. So, uh, of Age of Sigmar to help try to answer some of those questions. You were very quick to put up those good reports. Uh, a lot of stuff fresh in your head, you know, that was good. Very timely. Thank you. You know, people have questions, and, and I think that's, you know, the biggest thing we can do is, as the media is try to help answer those questions. What is it? Can you balance it? Can you play? Can you play? Have fun and play this game. <laughs> All right. So WCW Throwdown. Tell us about it, Fergus. What is this event? Oh my God! So it's a two-day GT um, out in Schaumburg, which is basically about five minutes away where Adepticon was held this year. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with the area, unfamiliar with the area. It's it's a nice uh, metropolis area without the uh, Chicago taxes, so we're we're kind of excited for it. Uh, the venue is great. Um, being the party guys that we are, uh, we made sure that there was plenty of you know nice establishments. 
for everyone to venture out to. A um, couple of highlights for the tournament is we're doing WCW. We decided, wow, this is a no-brainer. We're going to do a wrestling-themed tournament. Um, so we're actually encouraging gamers to actually dress up uh, Saturday uh, for a best rest dress wrestling contest. Uh, so it's going to happen between games the break between games one and two, uh, we're gonna allow people the opportunity to go back to the rooms, change, etc. Uh, people may just show up Saturday morning dressed up, but basically we're gonna have a room full of guys and some gals, hopefully, uh, dressed up in wrestling gear. Uh, so this should be quite the sight. Two quick questions on that. Yes. Are you worried about singlets? <laughs> no. And the second, are you worried about the parts covered, not covered by singlets, rubbing against other parts not covered by singlets? Well, those would be dangerous terrain if they're on the board. <laughs> <laughs> and any monitors that are taking that would probably need a shower along with a DT test. So everybody uh, uh, coat your models so they can be easily washed later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, this might get a little yeah. dirty. So, what? So what? Uh, what's the dates? It's the first weekend of November. It's uh, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth on uh, Friday. The uh, the sixth, we're having a tag team tournament. Uh, we are very lucky. Um, this is one thing I love about this community. Uh, Joe Garrow, he's actually putting together uh, three championship belts for us. Uh, he's getting those fabricated. Um, so we're going to give away a tag team championship belts on Friday and for the winner. And basically we're going to give them free admission next year for this tag team tournament to uh, defend their title. Uh, on Saturday, we're doing a 2,500 point uh, tag team or 2,500 point GT. Uh, we're do we are using the 20 system. And it's eighth uh, ad, right? Pardon? And it's eighth edition. It, this, this is the eighth edition tournament. Okay. Unfortunately, I'll get into the other. We're trying to do both. We're trying to do the Age of Sigmar and the uh, the Eighth Edition. Uh, the thing about Age of Sigmar, since it's so new and so out there at the moment, uh, we have three guys actually working on it now. Uh, Joel, Lou, and Brian are all smashing their heads together to try to come up with something, play test it, uh, see if they can get it balanced out. Um, but it, you know, we'll just talk about the Eighth Edition version because of mm -hmm. fact you know we had this prepared. Um, actually, we, we were waiting for the ninth edition to come up, but, you know, that. <clears throat> anyways, so, uh, 2,500 points, uh, 20 0 system, there'll be five ejected points, um, for each one of the scenarios. Again, it's wrestling theme. Uh, I'm really excited because I took a lot of time and effort to put these together. Uh, I, I really hope the community receives them pretty well. And, uh, again, we're giving a championship build away and we're going to give free admissions for that particular person. To defend their title next year uh for their... now the rest of the belts themselves we're hoping they'll be like traveling trophies uh we were going to do is like every single year um etch the champions and then they would hold on to that particular belt for a year hopefully they would take it to every other gt they go to to show off uh the belt sure and um think if there's anything else I need to cover. I mean, obviously come check our website i mean it's got all the details along what? with some crazy pictures what's the website uh, this, the website is wcwarhammer.com. 
Okay. Or you just uh, do a search, just type in WCW uh, Throwdown GT, and it's the first thing that will pop up on the Google search. Okay. So uh, I hope as many guys showed up. I mean, it's a pretty amazing day today. Uh, we actually had 13 signups today. It's it's pretty incredible. Like it was like lingering around the 30 mark for the longest time, then all of a sudden, boom, 13 today. So cool, cool. Uh, I will say this: uh, what we do is we ha we have designated 18 spots for the Asia Sigmar tournament, and then one way or the other, we're going to try to have an Asia Sigmar tournament, and then the other 60 spots uh, we're saving for the uh, Warhammer side of it all. But on August 16th, uh, we're going to kind of release the reserve spots for uh, the Eighth Edition tournament and open it up to more of Age of Sigmar, if that's where the demand is. So. Sure. If you guys want to play 8th edition Warhammer and want to make it a, you know, U.S. Masters GT qualifier, please sign up. I mean, we, we would love to have you guys. And the more, the merrier. Oh, I, so. I think uh, I, I think for you from, from the show, we want to we wanna see that, you know, folks be able to play whatever. And it's great hearing that you guys are doing both events. Uh, yeah, we would love to see it be a, a qualifier event as well. So make sure if you're listening to this... You get out to that website. What's that website one more time? WC Warhammer. WCWarhammer.com. And check out this event. Make sure, especially if you're in the Chicagoland, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan area, you check it out. I, I've i been coming to going to events last year, and all I've heard, you know, I keep hearing this one event that I keep hearing about is this event. Uh, you know, there's always the big ones, Wapaka and, and Blood in the Sun, but, you know, the one that I keep hearing about this year is, is this event. So if there's any event to mi to not to, that you don't want to miss, it's going to be this one. So what you going to do, brother, when <laughs> WCW runs wild on you? I will say this much, though. I mean, one way or the other, it's going to be a party. I, I, I mean, if it's going to be one of the last 8th edition tournaments, which I, I highly doubt it will be because from the... The talk and chatter that happened at Buckeyes, I mean, already Bill Robinson uh, for the Siege of the Tower said that, you know, he's going to be running 8th edition. But regardless, one way or the other, I we want to make it a party, a celebration of the hobby that brought us all together in the first place. So, I mean, just prepare to come to have a good time. I mean, whether you play the Age of Sigmar tournament or you play the 8th edition tournament, we just want people to have a blast. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and move on to our main topic at this point, which is Blood and the Sun. All right. Yeah. So Blood and Sun, uh, every year, it's this is five years now that it's happened. I've been to all of them. I'm, uh, I, I will continue going to Blood and the Suns as long as they keep having them. I have two events uh, for Warhammer every year that are, are must-attends, and, and this is one of them. This year is the second year they had a team tournament on Friday, and unfortunately I missed it, but we have somebody on this show, I think, that actually attended it. Might have thrown a little trash talk out there. Oh my god. I don't know where it might have come from, and might have yeah. snuck out some uh, success. Snuck out some success. Let me I, I definitely was luck. I've seen you guys play. I, I'm glad we have that reputation. That we're just a lucky group of guys, you know, that <laughs> just get lucky. We're fluffy, I heard. Uh, we're yeah, really fluffy, I, I'm we're really fluffy lists. <laughs> so. 
Well, we, it was the Friday Club Challenge. Uh, they reduced it from five people to uh, four-man teams. There was a good few crowds, clubs. Um, we had Detroit Warhammer, uh, who were the defending champs from last year. Because actually the club challenge started last year, in fact. And they won it, and we ended up with second place. So the trash talk began with uh, Brad, you know, being pretty confident that uh, Detroit was going to repeat. And I told him, you know, not in our town. And uh, <laughs> basically he's like, you know, you better win this thing because you're, you're doing an awful lot of talking. And sure enough, uh, we ended up playing. Oh, we actually had a grudge against uh, NW2. So it was Grant and the rest of the stuff. Now, I don't know if those that followed me on Twitter, you know, I, I, I kind of dished it out to NW2 uh, along NW with everybody who? else. NW2, yes. And we played them first, and we pretty much took care of business there. And then we actually played Detroit, and we actually draw out there. Um, I beat Andrea. Let's see, Brad pooped on Loop, unfortunately. There was a game, uh, let's see here. But anyways, it ended up being a tie between the, two, the four of us. Oh, that's right. Uh, they brought some mercenaries with them. Because I was trying to think of Mike Hernandez and stuff like that, but Mike didn't come down. Jeremy actually stepped in for them. Uh, Jeremy uh, Chocolate. <laughs> actually, Lenny beat him. Well, at any rate. Anyways, we draw there, and then we actually played Twisted Troop, which we actually were able to squeeze a tie for points between us and Detroit. And the tiebreaker was Battle, which we won. So we ended up winning best overall, and Detroit walked away with uh, best general instead. Okay. It was really good time. A lot of trash talking. Thank God I backed it all up. Actually, I'm glad my friends backed it all up with their wins. So. Yeah, that's why it's definitely the thing. You know, you go into a club club event. If you're going to talk it, it's it's not just you that's going to suffer if you. Uh, yeah. You uh, don't hold up. It's the rest of the team. Yeah, and I actually love the club challenge because it adds another element uh, to strategy. Because not only do you have to like, you know, you actually get to choose the way the, the way they have set it up is that basically team A they throw up a guy, and then team B they choose a guy, and then team B they throw up a guy, and team A gets to choose, and then the other two are random. So we actually during our lunch break we were actually thinking, you know, pretty hard like who to throw up that they would bite. Because we wanted to figure out our matchups, and we actually got the matchups where we wanted, especially against Detroit. And um, I don't know, I, I, it, it's just really fun because you're, you're, it's kind of like a, a team sport. Uh, being a former jock, I mean, that's something that I, I love about this game is that competitive nature that you get. Because there's nothing better than watching another human being squirm because of something you did to make them force them to do something they didn't want to do. So, okay. So, so at the end of the day, calling up the champs, they call up WCW. You're the champs. Party pump. That's a pretty good start to the weekend. Sounds like it was a great start to the weekend. So what ended up happening then is, um, watching the Saturday, um, myself personally, I finished 26. I won't get into details or anything like that because I, I, I did that already, but, uh, I finished 26, uh, overall Lenny finished 25th. But the one guy that I was so happy for was our buddy Lou. Uh, you know Lou. Yeah, I, I, I challenged him. Uh, we had a challenge going from off of Twitter on round one. So, I, you I, you could, yeah, I grudged him. So you guys can think, even though I beat beat him into the ground like anybody that should, you know, like a, like a good Wisconsin, you know, because I can't, 
I can't. And even though he's an Indiana guy, so I give him a little slack. But he decided to join uh, that Illinois club. That Illinois club, and we we, we oh, just okay. know right Ron, now Ron, that Ron Illinois club. What's their bloody names? Yeah, those guys. WCW. We we can't we can't let the, anything from that city. We can, we just can't let as Wisconsin guys have have true victory. So I had to crush him. Wow. Well, I mean, you may have crushed him, but I've he done... actually finished 15th overall at the tournament, as well as winning Best Lizardman. Yeah, well, that was surfing the surfing the way to victory is what I what I had. I don't I don't think I really crushed him, but yeah, we had a good game. It was tight, round one. It was a lot of fun. Turns out he can smile. I think yeah. It turns out yeah. For for all of for all of about a day, he smiled as he was probably staring at that plaque, watching it. It's not a Photoshop either. I thought it was. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our man Lou can't smile every once in a while. Yeah. I was so proud. I was so happy. Yeah, that was probably my. That was probably. I'll be honest. That was probably my shining moment of the of the weekend when it when it came to awards and and him and then the best dark elf too. Uh, uh, going to like a, a guy like Eric Mays, uh, I think that's the guy that won it anyways. The guy that's never really in contention, never in the top tables really. Uh, you know, those guys winning those prizes, you know. Actually, it was kind of shocking that your boy, uh, Meal. Uh... Yes. Yeah, Meal's been on a run, the dreaded one. Uh, unfortunately, you know, just matchups. Uh, I think he adjusted his list so it was a little bit different than his tournament smashing list that he had at like that he won at Defticon and he won uh, he um, said he made it yeah, more cheesy but I, here. I think he made it yeah I don't know I, I let Beal talk for himself but yeah our hopes our, our Wisconsin hopes for another another championship in the in the you know on Beal's rack that is now weighted very heavily uh, was not to happen yeah, he was well on his way to a, a fantasy version of Grand Slam tournament victories there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, it was you know he was the guy to beat, and he got beat. So hey, good job for the guys to beat him. He's ending eighth position on a high note, and we could we would have pulled him down. So he was he was too smart to come in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! Did you see his? Uh, oh, you weren't there for the club challenge. I, I hope there's a pic of him. Oh yeah, his disco yeah. gear. We tweeted if you follow Wisco uh, at Wisco Dice, uh, we tweeted our favorite pick from Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was Meal and his Wisco and his uh, gear. I think Blood and the Sun retweeted it. Yeah, yeah, it's it was pretty classic. I don't think he actually had to go shopping for it. I think it was in his closet already. Ah, uh, probably. The Dutch. She's kind of crazy like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, I played a. Uh, so we got to Saturday with three three great rounds. I can I'll just give credit to my Saturday opponents uh, real quick here. I played Lou, obviously. We kind of mentioned that in the first round. Um, I played a gentleman. I can't remember. He was from first time at Blood in the Sun. Uh, his name's Brian. Uh, he's playing Vampire Counts. He's from a, a small little region. We're really outgoing, really super nice guy. Um, I definitely, I was playing my dwarves, I definitely got him on deployment, and, uh, you know, just come down to a grind fest at the end, and and uh, we had a, a rules issue with how you do, uh, how you do the uh, step up for characters, 
Uh, and because there's basically he had his unit of his Black Knight bus with three characters, and one of them had fought his way out of he'd killed uh, you know the previous round he killed, so he wasn't in base contact with anything. But I was in the flank and whatever. Yeah, long story short, I think we got the rules wrong there, which a lot. But and since we got the rules wrong, it went in his favor. He was able to basically mop up a bunch of my stuff at that point. And Are you talking about O'Brien Jennings, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah. and he got the win. So uh, obviously I beat Lou for round one. He got the win, but it was a close win. We basically had like he had like three or four models left on the table. I had like three or four models left on the table. It was that kind of close game. So it was maybe I had a little few more models than that, but yeah, it was a close game. Nice. Uh, he, he thought you though. He thought it was really cool that you had your uh, your book. The book of grudges. Oh yeah, the book of grudges. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, he's super nice guy. I can't say I can't say enough. And you know, to to, to yeah, we might have made that rules call mistake. I, I mean, we could have called a rules judge over. We could open up a rule book, whatever. Uh, it, it, he was so nice. I'm just like you know, just I'm not getting bent out of shape over trying to do well at this tournament. Let's just play it the way we think it is. I asked you know, I asked people after the game, whatever. So wait, you running dwarves? Yeah, I was running dwarves. First that army I ever owned. I love it. Huh? First army I ever owned was dwarves. Wow, okay. Way back in the day when dwarves were like Imperial guys and we had one piece plastics. Yeah, would they would they lack in conversion opportunities, uh the old models gives it a lot of flavor. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a few of those old old models actually mixed in like my corollers, so that was cool. Oh okay. Um, round three. Um, who did uh, did you mention who you played Fergus on round two? I, I you know what I I didn't mention uh, any of the lads on two. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Okay, um, well, why don't you mention your round one and round two opponents here? Kid caught up. Sure, no problem. Uh, in round one, I played a laddie from. Uh, St. Louis, his name was, uh, oh God, why does it escape in my mind here all of a sudden? This is where the Bits website comes in really handy because the the Blood and the Sun website still has the pairings up. Well, oh, does it really? Yeah. Oh, oh that's great. Oh, it was uh, Bruno Decourt, Wood Elves, it looks like. There we go, Bruno. Uh, yeah, I actually hung out with him the night before at Grant's house, and we had a great time and stuff like that. And it was actually one of his, it was his first uh, Blood of the Sun tournament as well. And so we were playing, he was playing Wood Elves, um, which is probably my bane when it comes to, because there's such a movement type army. Well, at any rate, he got this amazing charge off into my uh, White Lions, and call it being sloppy, call it being, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but he got into Teclas and killed him. Well, so... And, and if, anybody knows if there's anybody in Warhammer that deserves it, it is Teclas. Oh, come on. The guy's the weakest elf in the world. No armor saves, no ward saves. He's just a little guy. You know, he's got a big brother. You know? I'll beat you up. I was, I was playing the fluffy guy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> fluffy. So, yeah, yeah. He, he got to the... Come on now, my list is pretty easy to figure out. You you kill Teclas, you win the game. You know that's that's, that's what it basically comes down to. That's usually and, what happens when playing against Teclas. Yeah, I I guess I could tell them the rest of my list. Basically, I run a couple units of fifteen archers. I have two reaver units, and that pretty much fills out core. 
And um, I did a block of 30 white lines, because that's like a magic number for me. And I did 20 Phoenix Guard. Um, oh, and then I finished off with two repeat bolt throwers. Only two, and not I, four? Yeah, well, what happened was... That I, is well, actually, actually, I missed my Eagles uh, at this particular tournament. What I decided to do was I... I kind of want to build a light council, so what I did was I took Teclas with Banishment, and I took two level twos, um, also with Laura Light. Uh, so it was going to be two strength six banishments. And to be honest with you, I would have totally sacrificed um, a couple guys and two, uh, two wizard levels just to have two eagles. Anybody that knows about the game of Warhammer, movement phase is the most important phase, and Unfortunately, as much as I want to poop on people, um, yeah, I, you outmaneuver me and you got me. So um, my game two opponent, uh, who did I bounce back on? Evan. Oh, yeah. Evan's I, a, a local guy. I, well, he's actually from Iowa, but uh, he he plays probably almost all of his, uh, the most if not all of his Warhammer here locally in Madison. Really? Yeah, I, I felt so bad for him because it was such bad luck. Um, I got the first turn. I moved up. I, I irresistible force uh, dwellers. He loses his grace here, and the, uh, the screaming bell. I mean, you talk about me losing Teclas. I mean, the poor, poor guy lost his army uh, pretty much at that point in time in juncture too. But he kept on playing, and that's the only thing I hate about the twenty zero system. There's nothing for Evan to play for, other than just sit there and get pooped on. I mean, he's playing for, to keep po he's, he's there to keep points away from me, which he did to the best of his ability. Uh, but at that time, there was nothing. There was nothing out there to scare me. You know, I mean, yeah, there was his uh, doom wheels and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, I was just push forward, grill hammer, at this point in time. So yeah, I really felt bad there. But I will, it does tie in. So I play my third uh, game against Lauren Cunha. Okay. And I will tell you, that was the most challenging game of the whole entire tournament for me. Uh, she pushed, <laughs> she pushed my thinking to the limit. Um, she did a lot of things, real sweet. Uh, she was playing, I mean, she got into it as well, thank God. And I do apologize if I was, so intense in it, but she made me really make decisions that I really didn't want to make. For example, like, I moved my Phoenix card up, she turned her Storm Vermin, which I didn't anticipate she would do, um, to face into them, and we got the flank. So I had to overexpose myself by pushing my white lines into the flank of the Storm Vermin, which I got to charge off successfully, but then I exposed my white lions to a flank charge of her Play Furnace and all those, you know, Dirty Little Rats. They had, of course, the Plague Banner, so they got to reroll all those hits, and they were Frenzy and all this other crazy stuff. So basically, they were just killing White Lines by the droves. And this battle went on. I mean, I had to throw out... I still out don't a, feel a, how that's bad. Oh, trust me. It was bad. She got down to... By the time that was done, I killed the Plague Furnace, but I didn't get a chance to kill the, um, the Plague Monk that was on there. So there was points lost there. She got my white lion unit from 30 all the way down to two. Um, if she had killed, no, she got him down to three. If she had killed one more person, Teclas would have to move up to the front row. 
because um, I had my BSB, I had a wizard up there. I mean, she was she was trying to her darnest. Wow, that was rated G. Uh, <laughs> and like, <laughs> but it was a great game. It was a great game, and I think, yeah, I ended up winning that like sixteen four. Um, who did you end up playing game three? Uh, so my round three was against Eric Bemis. And, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... I've heard of this laddie before. I have. Yeah. Eric. Eric's a, a great guy. Like, great sense of humor. Great guy. I, I love I love Eric to death. Um, uh, I met him a few years ago when I drove out to Ohio and played in a, in even in a tournament out there that Andy was running. Yeah, uh, I, I had a good shot, but this comes down... He's playing Demons... And really quite not a friendly demon list. And I'm playing dwarfs with... I guess I did have two cannons, and but I only had a single organ gun. I only had two blocks of troops, and they were very high-end, elite, great weapon-type troops. Uh, and he's running, like, double demon prince, double skill cannon, two or three little Nurgle Beast units, Emma Demas. Go down the laundry list of all the things you don't want to play against in a demon list, he pretty much has. Uh, yeah. Keeper with Slanish Magic, Great Unclean One with Death Magic. And yeah. I faced that. Yeah, it, it it was, I had cannonball shots, and what was great was I hit, turn one, I hit, I wound, he fails his ward saves, one wound. <sighs> Both cannons. I'm looking, going into turn two, where I should have taken one skill cannon off, He's got both of his skill cannons. He basically has got two wounds on a skill cannon, and that's all the damage I've done to his army at a distance. And it just went downhill from there. And ultimately what happens is that because I had a little bad luck at the beginning, I had nothing for him mid-game, and he, he just took He just, just destroyed the army. It was... It was... I, know, I knew where it went, but at the end of the day... Yeah, you two the two lists did not pair up very well at all, and it was what it was. It's what am I gonna do? He he went up. He went, he continued to go up, and I fell down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what happened to me. Game four, I actually played played best Brett. <laughs> that's the nickname that Johnny Cash told me to keep using. Lam Lamford from uh, Indy. Okay. And he was basically running a Warriors of Chaos, and he had your typical, you know, Lord. Uh, on a herald or lord on a disc, you know, with a one throw up, three up. He had the unkillable BSB running around. He had he only had one chariot going. He had a unit of uh, warriors. Oh, it's fluffy then. He's uh, got warriors. Oh yeah, yeah, real fluffy. And then uh, what the heck else did he have that was? Uh, oh, he brought the uh, oh what's that troll guy's name now? Throg. Yeah, he brought Throg and about eight, eight of those freaking trolls. Problem was Sigvald was nowhere to be found to stab Throg in the back. Uh well, you know what happened was that you know, I it was the, the dawn attack scenario. Uh huh. And what happened was is like I was deploying everything and everything was kind of ending up on the center left hand side for me. Um, and the very end, I decided to roll for my two archer units, which ended up being on the far right hand flank. So. Uh, that actually played a little bit into it because of the fact that I didn't have anything to really slow down his army and throw out there. All I had was like the Phoenix Guard and the White Lions. You know, I, I mean, obviously I had the two Reaver units, but you could eat right through those little guys, you know. Mm -hmm. So 
I really didn't get an opportunity to use my magic because of the fact that I had nothing to slow stuff down. In the desperation mode, I kind of ran up. He was just in push-forward mode. And I was kind of hanging back, hanging back, and I was like, ah, forget it. So I moved up, and then I cast Purple Sun into that uh, big, huge troll unit. Uh, amazingly enough, he passed, uh, well, Throg passed, and then uh, three other guys. Three or four, no, he had four guys, which actually helped me produce a bigger magic phase, but it really wasn't enough. Because after that, it was all she wrote. I mean, I was getting flanked by the Herald. I got hit in the front with the BSB. Decided I thought my Phoenix card would be able to hold up the, uh, the the trolls for at least a turn or two while the, my archers came were, were coming from across the board. But anyways, make a long story short, uh, he whittled down the Phoenix card on turn one. I failed so many four ups, it was unbelievable. So they ran and he caught them. And then on the following turn, White Lions got surrounded and they were just um, two turns. And then before you know it. Teclos was dead, along with the White Lion unit. And all that was left was my two Archer units. And that was it. That was the game. I got pooped. 19-1. Uh, How about you? What was your game four opponent? Uh, game four uh, was uh, against uh, Quentin Fisher, Warriors of Chaos. Okay. And uh, Quentin's uh, a younger, uh, younger guy, but he's been around on the tournaments for a long time. I've actually played him before in a tournament. Dawn Attack bit him pretty hard. I am the, of the opinion if you're going to run a a two-day, five-game 8th Ed GT, and I know it's so maybe a little late to mention it, I got bit one year at Mayhem when I ran Dawn Attack in, like, two scenarios, and that really, people, I got a lot of negative feedback. I think Dawn Attack... Dawn Attack? Oh, wow. I think Dawn Attack, you know, the three-day tournament, yeah, who was I thinking? I think... It's, Long story, but anyways, for round four, Dontak is is a place where people that are in the running can really get crushed. Yes. Uh, by the scenario, by the scenario, and not by their opponent, um, with the way that Warhammer works. So it's probably better to have that scenario earlier in the event. And um, that's just, what we're doing. Yeah, we're having it on turn one. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he did get pretty much, he was beaten pretty much by the scenario. He didn't, one thing he really didn't do, like, and he had to gamble a little bit. He had to deploy first, and he had to gamble a little bit, you know, which, where were the dwarves going to try to turn along? Because that's, I'll be honest, that's exactly, I think he had a demon prince, you know, you know the, the super demon prince and the, the, super, uh, the super nurgle demon prince in the list. He had, you know, chariots. He's got. He did have warriors, but he said skull crushers. You know, all the, all the, a bunch of the stuff that you're playing against warriors. You don't want to play against, or you don't want to. You know, you're you're going to find it tough to deal with. Really, I was, you know, because of the way you know, I, I got some lucky rolls with where I got to deploy stuff, and I was able to turtle my entire army basically in one corner while he had to come, and his army was sprawled all across his deployment zone. And in hindsight, he probably should have committed his whole army to either one side of the board or the other as much as he could and just went with that and hoped he guessed right. But, uh, yeah, I, I basically tabled him. And, was, and, this, and, this, and this is the cool thing about Warhammer is it kind of balances everything out. Like like I kept mentioning, like, you know, I, I really miss my Eagles. That was my scenario for was basically part of it was my fault for not bringing the proper tools to the game. I, maybe you shouldn't have gone with a big block of 
white lions, you know, maybe I should have reduced it a little bit or turn my list from two level two wizards inside of the ingredient in the magic phase, reduce it down to level ones, you know? There's always the what if in the list building phase. But that's the beauty of the game. It's like, you know, trying to build an all comers list is one of the challenges of uh, Warhammer. Sure. Uh, moving into round five, uh, I then drew, this is the, the funny part, I then drew Quentin Fisher's dad. <laughs> Quentin Lewer. And uh, I, get, I walk up to the table and Quentin's like, uh, yeah, the boy tells me that I need to get some revenge. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> wow. Uh, they for to come back and bite you, huh? Do you know, so in, in that game... I thought I was in deep trouble, and in all honesty, if it wasn't for two dice rolls, like uh, a break check that I, sh a leader ten reroll or a leader ten break check that I failed, I was a complete uh, bonehead. No, I moved. I I won the combat where my BSB was, and decided when I got to and they, we fought that combat first that round. I decided in my brilliance that I should move the the BSB from one side of the unit to the other side of the unit so that when he came in on the unit, he couldn't direct attacks on the BSB. That then moved the BSB to about 14 inches away from the unit that I failed the leader 10 break check on. If I had just left him where he was, I would have got the reroll. Just the... Little details, the little yeah. things, and if, if I would have got that reroll, or and I would have made that leader ten, leader ten stubborn check, that Who game knows? would have been wholly different. I probably still would have lost that unit, but it would have freed up my hammers to basically beat down all of his each horrors and put me in a great position. So I ended up losing this game because I have a couple of little rolls. It, it was what it was. Quentin got his was able to get his revenge and it was a fun game i'm i played i played quinn as well but i've played both of them so it was kind of oh hey i i'm playing my sunday in against guys that all drove from wisconsin i'm this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> well i got to play dan rudd uh my game five he ran legions now when he showed up and stuff like that i felt bad for the lad because he was using the demons chart instead of the legions chart and i'm like dude the demons chart is so mean to you. Well, the legions chart is so mean to everybody you play against. So we were trying to find the book and everything to, you know, try to help him out. Mm -hmm. But uh, unfortunately, uh, I couldn't find one for him to be able to use. But at any rate, we, <laughs> I mean, I, I had the banner of the world dragon, and uh, you know, he moved up, and I. It was one of those games where. You know, I, I had strange six banishment, and you know I get to roll three d six against his uh, demon prince, and I had two of them, so he was only going to be able to stop one of the two of them. And I got it, and pretty much killed his character uh, on turn two, uh, which is it sounds pretty mean, but yeah, it uh, that, that's what happened. And then, uh, anyways, we went on. We 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 talked about Warhammer. Hopefully, he walked away with a couple pointers and. Uh, and learn something from the game because that's one of the most important things that I look for in a tournament. Even if I lose, I, I want to always walk away with knowing, learning something new, and put it in my arsenal. So sure. when I do play other people, that's how I actually got better uh, playing the game. So well, that's good advice. Oh, thanks. Um, but yeah, I 
that ended up that win helped propel me to a 26 finish, which actually me and Lenny were tied. But again, battle points separate the two of us. Um, so he actually had two more points than me. So he actually got the 25th mark, and I got the 26th mark. So yeah, it was a great weekend. You should huh? count soft points. Soft scores obviously are the difference there. Are, are the difference, and I, I, you know, I take more pride in getting those soft score points usually than than getting those battle points. I will tell you, like um, the one thing I'm happy about is that my paint score improved from um, awful twenty something to a thirty eight. So I, I am happy and grateful that my paint score has gotten much much better um, in the last year. Because I am taking that side of the hobby much more serious now. Obviously, with the conversions and everything else I've been doing. So, In the end, I finished middle of the pack, Blood in the Sun. You finished pretty well. I, I think the event was a good event, like always. I highly recommend Blood in the Sun. And I recommend oh, yeah. if, you, if you have the opportunity to go to the tournament, to go to it. The tournament is well run by Grant and the rest of the lads. I mean, they're just a well-owned machine. I mean, there's nothing... Last year I was blown away, and even this year. I mean, if I could emulate one tournament this year, is it's just a proficiency that those guys have. I mean, you're turning in your sheets, and before you know it, you're at lunch, and you're already getting your your next round's matchups. Yeah, it's tough to do. Know. I hope we can use that technology. We're we're going to be running war score ourselves. Get a couple games in. Hopefully, uh, I mean, they use their own system. There's nobody in our group that's that tech savvy. So, so Blood and Sun, great event. Like I said. I think that pretty much gets us to the end of the show. So, Eric or somebody, are you guys awake over there? I, I, we kind of took things over. It was like we were there ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, my blood on experience through you too. Yeah. No, sorry. I got talking and like, oh yeah, Kenny's on this thing. Yeah, he was at bits too. So, you know. Any thoughts about bits? Wow. Yeah, you talked about it on your show. <laughs> really a lot of fun. You, I, I heard you set a record. I, 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 people didn't believe my score could go that low, but it really could. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the, 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 those twenty-year-old tournaments. I mean, it's kind of cutthroat. I mean, you you, you got to bring you got to bring a list anticipating that who you're playing across the book. Like that's the one thing I loved about Buckeyes. Buckeyes had like a three-tier system put in place. So you would only play lists that are comparable to you. Now, I know as well as you guys know that there's, there's ways to get, to kind of cheat the system a little bit. I mean, we're all school kids at heart. We There's always ways of cheating the system. But, uh, you know, that it is what it is, you know? Oh, I, I just had fun with it after a while. I mean, it got kind of silky. I had a, I basically, same with the Buckeyes, I felt like I had opponents that, they were disappointed with how their day was going, and I would rather I, I wasn't getting anything out of it, like awards or anything. So I would just let's just give. I, I try to give them a better experience, and I, all of them walked away. Uh, they had cheered up in the middle of the game, walked away from better. So for me, that was great. But we're good to have an attitude like that, Ken. I, I know you had a, two tournaments in a row here. You had a little bit of rough experience. Oh, that's, that, that's just me with dice. That, that's how it is. But I, I came to do it at a good time, and like all our games have fits. You know, he gave somebody about it. They had a model to do something. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying, oh, I let anybody win, but it was just kind of like, you know, screw it. We get this unit here. Let's have this cool combat over here. Right. But, yeah, and honestly, I, I have so much more fun. I'm not a competitive player. And when I go to events, not in 
pretending to compete. I have so much more fun. I got a blast at both those events. Well, that's the spirit to go with. Because honestly, yes, we're there to play the game. We're there to try to win because that's the whole point. But at some point in time, you just got to like, you're there just for the experience. You know, to hang out with people, enjoy other people's company. And everybody gets something different out of the game. Yes. Totally. Well, what you need to do is get rid of those Wisconsin dice. I'll, I'll try to ship up some WCW dice as soon as we get Oh, them. it's getting deep in here. So on that note, let's go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> All right. So we we talked a little bit of uh, Age of Sigmar. Um, obviously, there's a lot of podcasts covering it. There's a lot of uh, talk about it, but the dust is still settling. And, and overall, I think uh, everyone around this table is looking forward to seeing where the dust settles and hopefully the community stays together. We talked a little bit, Fergie bringing uh, WCW Throwdown, bring your own singlet, bring your own chair, but they're, they're also opening it up to uh, uh, eight, and um, they've got 18 seats for Age of Sigma, Sigmar. They're trying it out. I think, you know, anybody who's listening, get around to that. Um, even, if, even if all 18 of, of the players uh, burn all of their models at the end of the game, uh, go out and have beers and drinks and you know afterwards but you know take the leap uh get behind these guys trying to trying to you know make sure the community's together and then we talked about blood in the sun and the vivid experience that we all had through uh ferg and uh ben's eyes um but obviously an institution and uh a great place to to kind of keep it going so that's what we talked about Anything yeah else? no i think so Make sure if you're uh, listening to the show that you pop on to iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio and leave us a comment or review of the show. You always can go ahead and send us an email at, whis- at hosts at wiscodice.com. Make sure you check out our blog at wiscodice.com. What was that website, Eric? That is wiscodice.com. That was wiscodice.com, if I heard you right. So, yes, make sure you check out our blog. Hopefully, Eric, you'll be able to start posting some more. I've definitely been posting a lot of stuff lately, a lot of stuff with age, a lot of stuff with game reviews that I've been doing, lots of other games, so there's lots of content going on. And uh, also, the yeah, lots of stuff going up on the YouTube channel, it seems like, lately. So I'm trying to get something up there, at least in one new video, about a once a week uh, now. So we're tr- starting to make that more of an effort, too. So. We can just find somebody that teach me how to really edit video well. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It was really fun talking to you. Thanks yeah. a lot for being on. Great having you on. Thanks, Kenny, for popping on. Thanks, Eric, for filling in Brian's shoes. Those were some big shoes to fill, and you did it well. Well, I, I think I said five things during the show, so... Uh, it might have been I, two I, more than five. I may be a... for <laughs> six next time. <laughs> yeah, next time we'll go for six. All right. Uh, on that bombshell. Have a good night. Peace out. <laughs>